Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. So, um, if you want to open your Bible to Psalm 89, verse 34, you, we, the guys will put it up, I know. We're also going to talk about the new year, and we're going to talk about the seasons and the importance of Israel, and I want to pray. And Father, I ask you to give us the help that we need. You are a present help, and I thank you. Thank you that you are a present help. And whatever we have focused on in the past, it is past. And today is a brand new day, and your mercy is fresh. And I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. I thank you that you're leading and guiding us into the future, into the new. And that we're all becoming freer and freer. And I thank you for our families. I thank you for our loved ones that we care so much about. Thank you. Thank you for revelation coming to them. In Jesus' name. Thank you for a spirit of revelation. We just release a spirit of revelation upon our loved ones. In Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, come on, we just agree. We agree. We agree, Father, for every one of them to not think of us as just churchgoers, therefore we're holier than thou, but that we love you and that you come into our lives to make us brand new, not take something that has been, but make something new of our lives and make something purpose-filled. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're our helper. We thank you that you help every one of us. Help us to be more yielded to you. It's hard when you tell us to do things that we don't want to do that tests, the nine tests that we get. There's things that we go through that we don't necessarily like it, but we do it. So we thank you for the blessings of obedience. We thank you. We thank you that you bring us the power, the strength, the provision, the people. You bring us into places of favor that we haven't necessarily asked for, but we receive. We receive and we do declare over this nation and over our future, this is going to be the best year of our lives. It's just that way. That's the way it is. It's going to be the best year. We've lost some things. We've left some things. We've put aside some things. But this is going to be the best year of our lives. And we speak to it. We speak to our future. We declare the goodness of God is upon us. The goodness of God is upon us. And we declare blessings, blessings for others. We come bringing blessings for others. We bless those who despitefully use us or hurt us or whatever. In Jesus' name. I love to pray. I love to talk to God because he answers with goodness and kindness and Holy Spirit helps us and I just, I love to pray. I don't have a problem being alone. So Psalm 89, verse 34, says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. <laughs> Thank God we can have somebody we can trust, we can lean on 100%. He'll help us. He'll heal us. He's not going to change. He's not going to change what he said. So we can go through life in a, in a different way to other people. And it's okay to be strong and steadfast and to declare that this is going to be the best day of my life. When you go through stuff, and um, like I said, I'm using a new Bible and I love it. I love having a new Bible. I love trusting God to just lead and guide me. Amen? Amen. So... Um, 
Thinking about the future, there is a video we're going to play in a second. And the video is something that I do every month because I feel like people need encouragement. And every month there is a special significance to it. And this particular month is coming up. We're going to look at it again more. But why don't you just watch this video? I did it in Regent Street because it goes to different people in America. Hello, I'm Julie Anderson. I want to wish you a very happy 2019. Here we are in Regent Street in the middle of London, in the West End of London. And it's a wonderful new year. You know, it's a wonderful new beginning. There's so many things in 2019 that we have to expect and to be excited about. Nine is always a number of completion and you can expect many things to be completed by the middle of this year. And I fully, fully have my enthusiasm, my expectancy up. And I want to say God's got great plans for you. Plans for good, not plans for evil. Okay, so as much as you can avoid anything negative and evil this year, God, the Holy Spirit's hovering over all of that, and he's going to come help you. You know, the Holy Spirit has nine gifts, nine fruits, nine beatitudes. Nine is a very important number, very significant number. So we just thank God that as we stand here, we're going to pray for you. Pray that you have the best year ever. Amen? Okay, so let me have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Yeah, we do. We thank you, Father, for your anointing in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father. We expect much more from you this year. And we lift up every place that's not aligned with you. And we, we thank you that you will align, you will help us. And we will choose to align in our hearts, in our prayers, in what we're doing in everything and there'll be a sense of fulfillment and completion like never before this year and that we can pray wherever we are we can we can be your children we can bring you glory wherever wherever we are whatever we're doing so in jesus name yeah even though it's noisy and there's a hustle and a bustle and the new year's probably got lots of unexpected suddenness for us we're going to stay calm, we're going to stay connected, stay prayerful. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we do, we lift up every place that just seems so misaligned. And we do thank you. We do thank you for understanding where there's been misunderstanding. We do, uh, we do thank you for encouragement where there's been discouragement. We do thank you. We do thank you that we're moving forward, making progress. Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, we are. We are moving forward. We are making progress. So anyway, that goes out to a lot of people. And um, I don't always, you know, I don't always know everybody. You don't always know who's sitting next to you. You don't always know what's in their heart. And sometimes you say things, and it can be misunderstood, but God doesn't. God says, my covenant, I will not alter, and I won't change it. I won't profane it. So you can trust God. You don't have to put yourself in the wrong place. It's not going to work. You put yourself in the place where God says, I want to bless others. I know yesterday morning when we got a phone call from my nephew, one of my nephews, and he said he wanted to come over. It was great. You know, we talked on a deeper level, and, you know, you begin to realize that um, you're living in a very blessed place. So we want to teach you a little bit about the season each month, and we want you to understand we don't, we don't just do what we do because we think this would be nice for you and you'll like me and I'll like you and all that kind of stuff. We do this because we're in obedience to a heavenly calling. And whatever you're doing that's causing anything disruptive, ask God, show me if there's somewhere in my life I can be more aligned with you in my thinking, in my doing, on the inside. I know I've spent this last year very much 
racing through it. And it's almost like it's been a river on a roll, and it's suddenly become a rapid, and it's going very rapidly. Things are going very fast. And you need to know that what you learned last year is fine, but leave it, keep going now, move on forward. Let, let the rapid take you where it wants to take you. And when I say that, don't just nilly along, go along with it. Go where you want to go this year. Do what you're supposed to do. Make sure every day counts. Okay, make sure every day counts. I can't go beyond what God has put in my heart. And God has put in my heart that we need to be more aligned with Israel. And so uh, if we can show the PowerPoint, Rod was helping me last night to put up what the um, Shabbat means, which is about to start tomorrow, actually. And I do pray that we'll understand. It starts tomorrow. Every year it's kind of different, but it starts tomorrow. Okay. So... um, This is a month where we celebrate the blessings of abundance, new life, and the importance of God's word, or the Torah. Okay, so I want to encourage each one of you to, first of all, think about what's going on in your life. Think about what you want to conquer this year, what's the negative, where there's some misalignment, and put it right because you put God's word in there. Now, I know some of you are already doing it, and we have, I guess we have new bulletins, do we, out? And you'll see a scripture prayer in there for the month, aligned with where we're going. Um, But I was looking up 2019, and as I was looking it up, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, talk to me about completion. You know, there are some things you haven't completed yet that you want to complete. Maybe your life isn't as abundant as you want it to be because of different reasons. I don't know, fear, fear of what other people are going to think of you or whatever. But go for it. Okay? It's a year to go for it. It's a time. We're in the time to go for it. The month of Shabbat is important since the scripture states that Moses began his summary of the Torah, i.e. the Mishnah Torah, or the sermon recorded in the book of Deuteronomy on the first day of this month. These are the words that Moses spoke to all Israel beyond the Jordan in the wilderness in the 40th year of the first day of the 11th month. It's a different thing. People were wishing me Happy New Year, but I feel like I already made the change inside last October. Some of you may feel the same way. I've already shifted. I don't live in this world's way. I don't, I don't think a bit of, as oh, January the 1st, there's a momentum to like, you know, be excited, be expectant. I had that last October. Okay, so, you know, it's not that you want to pick something so difficult because it all has to do with the basics of our thought life and our words and our confession. It all has to do with today. But the bottom line is that God isn't going to change. And even if people come who you love dearly in your family and they don't understand you and they tell you, don't try and push what you know on people who don't want that. Okay, fine. Fine if you don't understand What God is, you know, what I'm trying to spit out is God will show you things about diet, about life, about marriage, about working, about coming to church. That won't, you know, and I was telling my nephew yesterday, going to church doesn't make you right with God. He was talking about a situation where this person is a churchgoer. And I said, that doesn't make you right with it. What makes you right with God is the obedience to what he shows you. So it might be a bit grim. It might feel a bit like, oh, what's this all about? You know, well, Psalm 89, verse 34, my covenant I won't break. We don't always as English people understand covenant. We don't. We don't really grow up with that. We don't really have that. We know to respect and honor our mother and father, our elders. But covenant is a whole different way of living. 
Rod and I are in covenant together. We are in a covenant. We don't have to say, we don't have to talk about it. It is just, it happened 34 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> you know. It happened a long time ago. We've gone through, we've made a lot of memories. Okay? It happened a long time ago. I should know, I know, but I don't. But anyway, so the Lord's kind of quickened to me about nines, and this year being 2000, actually 19, but it ends in a nine, the nine gifts of the Spirit, the nine fruit of the Spirit, against such Galatians 5, 22. There's no law that can bring a charge. I remember reading that the first time years ago in California and thinking, gosh, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the meekness. My mother used to say to me, Julie, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I used to think, I don't want to care about that. <laughs> I just used to feel like I owned it all anyway. Just do whatever, have an adventure every day. So nine is is kind of an important thing. But we are moving into this time, and I want them to leave that up for a minute, because I want you to take this in. It, it It's not like you can quickly make the decision. How many of you want to grow this year? That's a silly question. We all do. But you know what? We all want to grow, but we all have areas in our mindset, in our thinking, in our belief system that need to be opened up a bit more. We need to trust God. I know when just before Christmas, God said, I want you to give that. I was like, oh, I really love that, though. Something that was given to me that was precious to me, you know, really precious. And God said, but you put your faith in that more than you put your faith in me. I was like, I do? Well, it's worth a lot of money. So I had to give it. Not sell it, give it. And then if he didn't do about two or three days later the same thing with something else that was worth a lot of money. God wants you to trust him. And this is the time for it. Really, really trust him. So think about where you put your faith. And think about this being such a special month. We're just going to take off, go into this rapid, come out the river, and whatever we've learned to get along on the river, take it into the rapid and just go. Don't worry about it. Demons are going to bow down. Every knee is going to bow to the name of Jesus. Take the name of Jesus. Take your faith. Take the goodness that he's shown you and get out there. Don't worry about us being 100 people or whatever we are, 80 people. I don't know. I don't count. But think about what does it mean completion. It means, what am I going to achieve this year? What's, this, what's, what's going to happen? Nine also is nine months of pregnancy. What are you pregnant with? That's a really powerful. That's really powerful because it takes nine months in the natural to grow the seed of a child in you, and you women will know what I'm talking about. But it takes time. You have seeds of dreams and visions. Let it have time. The next nine months are really important that you keep thanking God for what, why are you alive on the earth? What's your purpose on the earth? What's it about? You know, it's not for your glory. It is for his glory. And the things that we feel for others, especially for others, you know, it's, uh, oh, wow. God, help me to, to minister to other people's needs. Think about the people in your life. You're to bring them fresh strength. You're to bring them fresh words of life. You should bring them God. That's the reason we're here. And many people are just short-sighted. They just see the here and the now. This is the way they believe. Well, we can't do anything about that, but God can. That's why prayer is a really important part of my life. Because... I can't, I can't change anyone, but God can. You know, I can't change anybody else's heart, but God can. And Father, we thank you as we shift into more and more of the supernatural realm. We just thank you. We, that's what's happening week by week. We're shifting more into it. And we thank you that the whole world of music, 
but such a passion on the inside of me for whatever reason. We thank you. I'm not a professional musician, but I love to see the sound of heaven come and invade every street, every store, every hospital, every every place you go, there's music and sound. And I thank you, Father. It's changing. I saw it myself. So I feel that you can do it. God can do it. God can put London back on the map in a whole new way. I'm a millennium, I don't know what I am, child of the 60s, forever, <laughs> forever, yay. But we loved that era, didn't we? We loved it. It was a good time. Things were changing. Life was changing. And we were happy for it to change. Some people say they like change, but they don't really. They kind of, because they get set in their ways. But we're not to do that. We are to be people of change, people who move forward. So anyway, anyway, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't feel like, um, are you getting this? Are you getting that we're about to move into a new season, a season of abundance, a season of completion? You say, well, why is this any different this January to last January? Because it's just God. It's just the timing. We're moving into a time of abundance. We're moving into a time of achievement. We're moving into a, a fresh time. Things that you thought were going to happen last year that didn't happen are going to happen. Because God says, this isn't a time to be without hope. I think you mentioned last week about this. And we... we I said, I was going to say, we live in a place out there. We go out to a place nearby. And Dis, the God of the underworld, if you didn't hear it last week, listen to the podcast and hear it in greater depth. But everything that Satan does is negative. Everything that God does is positive. God will say, I don't want you to wear that. I want you to... And you think, well, I haven't got time. I haven't got the money. And God will say, but that's not for you. You know, God God didn't want you to be like me. He wants you to be like you. He wants you to make the commitments and the sacrifices, but he wants you to be you because he made you to be you. And it's really important that as we step into this new season, we understand Shabbat. We understand we're coming into a new time. I'm not trying to force Israeli thinking on you because I know a lot of I know a lot of people who are Jewish, who are Hebrew, who are Israel. They don't go along with God. We were shocked actually when we went there a few years ago. There were so few believers I sat next to some little teenagers on the bus going from the airport into Jerusalem, and they just don't believe. You know, it's it's important what you believe. So the first thing you need to do is get in the Word, write a covenant prayer about your situation for this year. Don't just declare this is going to be the best year of my life. Why? Because you're going to accomplish your dreams. You're going to work towards it. Write it out. God has not forsaken you. Okay, he has not. He's chosen you. And many times you'll have to walk years of people like being negative and thinking you're something you're not. And you just have to fight it. You just have to ignore it. You know, you know who you are. God's showed you who you are. And he will show you more in the word. And he will bring you into the place of abundance. He'll bring you into the place of achievement. He'll bring you into this new place where you'll understand, I am alive at such a time as this. Holy Spirit is my helper. God is a present help. Not tomorrow, not last week, not next week. Present. It is. It is right now. So just clean your thought life out for a bit, okay? You think, oh, I couldn't possibly own a theater. Oh, really? Why? Why couldn't you own one? 
Yeah, we've got to start thinking. With God, nothing is impossible. It's just like Mary said, so be it unto me according to your word. I think it's Luke 137. She said, so be it unto me. The angel came and said to her, she's going to do this or that. It's okay, you can come in, we won't bite you. (laughs) My nephew said he went by a church yesterday and he said, they're quite nice people in that church. I said, yeah, they're loads of wonderful people. <laughs> you know, there are. You're wonderful, all of you. Tell yourself, I'm wonderful, I'm blessed, I'm wonderful. I can do this again. You're Mr. Wonderful. He came in, oh dear, I'm having to send about 100 of these books to America. We've done, I think we did a 1,000. I can't remember this book I've written and uh, it's the first limited edition. It's not launched out there yet. I've been turned down by about seven or eight publishers, but according to people who've got bestsellers, they've been turned down by hundreds, 166, that guy said. I get an email from, I can't think what his name is now, anyway. But you can't be discouraged, okay? You have to stay in Whatever God's put on you to do, You must do it. You must achieve it. This is the time to do it, okay? Okay, so Bible study time. Back to Bible study time. This is a year of completion, okay? It's a remarkable time that we live in, okay? Because 19 is a combination of 10 plus 9, if you look at it in maths, okay? I just wrote myself some notes. And it denotes the perfect... Perfection of divine order with judgment. We're moving into a time of, hey, divine order and judgment. You've got to be who you are because I can't be you and you can't be me. You've got to fulfill what God's put on your heart and you'll fulfill what God's put on your heart by praying and obeying. There isn't a, there isn't a quick way. That's how you do it. It all comes back to a life of prayer. It doesn't come back because you've gone to church and you, you fill up a pew or a chair or whatever we have. It's to do with your heart, letting your heart be filled, letting the Holy Spirit come and fill your heart. But I say, but I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that again. It's not up to me what I want to do. It's up to God. It is. It's up to God. What, is, what has God put on your heart to do? Oh, I'm surely born for such a time as this. So anyway, like I said in the thing, the nine gifts, there's nine fruit. There are actually, even nine trials as Christians, and I, I'm not going to go through them all because we have taught, I'm sure, at St. Mark's, and we've taught before, and I just don't want to rehash an old message. But I just want to thank you, Father, I want to thank you that you quicken us today with a fresh grace, a finality of judgment, of triumph, of completion. This is a time of completion. I know that we need to do what we need to do, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. God's going to show you. He's the only one who can actually show us. Listen to this I wrote down the other day. Where our focus goes, our energy flows. Are you focused on your circumstances or what you want? You know, there's some things that we need to understand, our focus. I have been given a gift by God of having a sensitive spirit. So I'm a very aware, very, sometimes super sensitive. Um, and, and it's not always good to be super sensitive. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes when you get the timing of it all together, it's important. But sometimes it isn't. But it is time for us to grow up in faith. And it's time for us to see our children growing up. And I'm so glad we're going to see some of you stay and exercise and put you know, your gift because God gives you a, a gift to, to prophesy, to teach, to minister to the sick. And you think, well, I can't do that because I know that that something is against me. But that's not the truth. The truth is God's 
given you. Failure happens to everybody. You know, it's not something that happens to others. It happens to every one of us. And um, we can all have a loss of focus. So the inevitable is going to happen in our lives. We make a choice to be continual, intentional. We make a choice to move in our strength. Each one of you has different strengths. Okay, The people who have strengths in our lives don't always see eye to eye with us. Hey, I can't help that. You know, All I know is that other people are going to be disillusioned. We might get disillusioned about the building, but that's not what it's about. It's not about a building. It's about what we live inside. I heard somebody, I think it was you, Astrid, or someone, I can't remember, in the worship, talking about, or maybe it was you, the kingdom of God is on the inside. Yeah, it's, on the, it's what's going on inside you right now. Are you falling asleep? Are you getting bored? Are your ears wanting to be tickled with more scripture? You know, there's a ton of scripture that we can look at. But at the bottom of it all is what are you going to obey? Because the scripture you, I've heard, I think it was you say, that the scripture that you believe is the one you obey. It's no good just reading and reading and reading and and knowing the word. You have to obey it. Please let us be so obedient this new year that God, people come and how not to do that? I don't know, God told me to do this, so I did it. I've got to put my faith and my trust in God. Have faith, have confidence, have trust in God. Always, Jesus said, not just here. And that. Trust him with your job. Trust him with your Monday to Friday. Trust him and watch how he'll prosper you. Watch how he'll bring you sales. Watch how he'll bring improvement. Watch how he'll bring that better car or house or whatever it is you're after. Don't be after it. Let it come to you, and it will. It will. It will. One of my friends who's in her latter years, she said, you know, I just let things come to me. I said, that's funny. That's what I do. I just let things happen. Let it happen. Let it come to you. God said it. He'll do it. It doesn't make sense, you know, having the barn, having a second place to run and be responsible for. But maturity comes with acceptance of responsibility. Dr. Cole, our spiritual father, always taught us. Accept what God wants you to be responsible for. Accept it. Maybe you you don't like your circumstances. You think, well, I shouldn't be here on my own doing all of this. Well, praise God, you are. Praise God. You don't have all the answers, but we know someone who does. Amen? So anyway, let's not blame God and let's not blame others for things that haven't happened in our life. Let's make a whole, let's make this year count. Let's really make it count. Don't be worried about, I'm going to die this year because I'm whatever you are. That's a load of bunk. God satisfies you with good at any personal age. He does. He does. Huh? I don't work out. I don't go to the gym every day, but I expect, I expect to jump over a troop and leap over a wall. I expect to run through a troop, leap over a wall, whatever it is. I know what it is. I expect to keep going. God wants me to keep going, keep chasing after him. Sometimes I wake up at three in the morning and I think, oh, no way. And then I remember how we lived out in Lane End. And Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, he wakens me morning by morning. I think, oh, but it's too early in the winter when it's cold. I'm not getting up yet. But, you know, just follow him. Just get up and follow him. Let this new year be your time of abundance. Start this month off with a mindset of abundance yeah do you want to come and read it and share it you can you did such a good job come you share it put it up again would you 
and let Rod read it. He did such a good job last night of helping me. No, 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 but just like you said, this is this month of Shabbat, and it is significant in the Jewish calendar. But it's like Julie Sharon, anything that you, that God does, you still have to exercise faith toward it, right? In other words, you have to believe first. And it is, so again, it's very significant to all of their calendars and something that they, they practice throughout, my gosh, at least two and a half millenniums, it says. But anyway, so that's what starts, like Julie said, tomorrow. But it celebrates this whole thing, the blessing of abundance, new life, and the absolute importance of the word. In other words, this is what they begin to celebrate throughout this next 30-some days. Constantly, this is what their attention is on. This is the time of abundance. This is the time of new life. And this is at a time when we really focus. We really turn our attention towards God's word. And, you know, they over and over, and put the next slide up again. And like it said, this was a month. But put the, the final slide up. Listen to this. The next slide, hon. Moreover, since Jewish tradition says that Moses preached the contents of Deuteronomy for 37 days, the Mount of Shavat until the next month, Adar 7, it's considered the opportune time to renew your study of the word. In other words, they see that because they look in their histories that Moses took for 37 days. It's all he did is do this. And so in, in, by their tradition and by their faith towards what happened with Moses, they see this time as incredibly important for that. And again, this is what we step into tomorrow, technically, you know, as far as that year is concerned with the Hebrew calendar. So it is of interest. In other words, God, you know, you know how they say, as far as the Jewish words and scripture, everything means something. You've heard that, right? Just say yes. Nod your head like, yeah. <laughs> everything means something uh, in Hebrew. Everything, every little jot, every little tittle means something, Jesus said. But it's also said that during those days, Moses, I didn't know this, Moses translated that sermon into the 70 known languages on earth at that time. That was a busy boy for 37 days preaching that thing. But again, during this time, many in Israel stay up all night reciting all the passages from the scriptures that relate to being fruitful. And I thought, how cool is that? That's something that, again, like during this fast in the next few weeks or what have you, think about that. All over Israel right now, all over those who are, as it were, Hasidic Jews in particular, this month they're going to recite all the passages of scripture that relate to being fruitful. I would like to do that. Why don't we do that? Like I said, to me, it's so related to everything that, you know, started in me back whenever, before September, whatever it was about this being the house of abundance. This is the moment when they're all going to begin this. Everything about it. It spoke to the fact that during the middle of this Shabbat, this month is called Shabbat, they would go out to all the trees. And for some, at that time, for some reason, there was incredible harvest. And that's when they would go and they would celebrate fruitfulness Again, it all just ties together. This is the month when they celebrate fruitfulness and they would bring all this fruit and they'd bring it to the priest in those days. In other words, they would bring it as an abundance, an offering. But the thing is, this is just significant. It is. And I think this is why it's important what Julie's sharing, that uh, any of this can become religious stuff, you know, if you let it. But again, if you see it from God's eyes and if you begin to see from God's heart, why not take advantage of something that he has initiated, that he has for some reason inserted into planet Earth for us to be aware of? So I'm just saying, you know, you don't have to take advantage of it at all. Nobody's going to hold a, you know, a knife at your back to make you do it. But those of us who see, who read, and who believe in God and want God's blessing, why not take advantage of this? All of Israel, all of God's people, again, they still are the pupil of his eye, are going to be reciting all the passages of Scripture that refer to being fruitful. So to me, it just it just like something went off in me. I said, hallelujah, because that's what this whole thing is about right now with me because I can't see anything else in Scripture. It's about God's abundance being ours because we live in his house. So Shabbat has that importance, and I just thought, yeah, it was really great when Julie looked this stuff up. I thought it was good that let's talk about that, and let's take advantage of it and begin to follow suit. Amen? Amen. Amen. You did a great job last night. We, Our dear son moved our living room back to the way I had it, 
which I really wanted. We were not in agreement. And we got to sit down last night and pray together and look at the fire. And it was cool. And, you know, let God do what is seems impossible. I didn't know my nephew would come over. He doesn't live that far away from us, actually, but he came over. But it's important to me that we understand why is it important that we pray for Israel. Huh? That's the bottom line. And we understand why we pray because they have simply been led over the years and years and years to do these things. And like Rod said, you can make it religious or you can say, this is a time, we're a house of abundance. I'm going to start speaking it over my life, over my business, over my work. I'm not just a normal nine to five. I'm not just working nine to five. It hasn't been a hard day's night for me. You know what? I'm going to do what God says to do. Do I want to do it? No, not always. Is it, is it going to be like the same as it was last year? No. It might, some things might be in the same place, but it's not going to be the same. Because why? There's a fresh grace from God. There's a fresh abundance. You're going to learn what it means to be a family. You're my family. My family, my blood family, don't necessarily believe out of the box. They believe in hard work and the nine to five. And I believe in that too. I think as Christians, we have to work hard. We can't expect things to just fall into place, but we have to do something. We have to get involved. It shouldn't be just bobby lifting boxes. You know, we all have to help make it happen. Gone really like, Ugh. hey. That's the way it is. But there's a time and a season to step into. And this particular tomorrow starts the Shabbat. Well, you know, it's a time. You write some prayers. You bring them. Give them to Gosha. Say, Gosha, look, I want to pray this prayer. I'll give it to Bobby. We've got people here to help us. You're not all on your own. But it is not always what you think. You know, you think, oh, I've got to do this for tomorrow, or I've got to do this right now. Do what God says. If you're having a problem hearing from God, say, this is the year I am his sheep. This is the year I'm going to hear God's voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. You just make a decision. Maybe, okay, let's talk about decision. It's been hard to make decisions. Well, you know what? Just stop saying that and stop thinking it. Just make a decision. Just make a decision. As it comes, Jesus said, as it comes to me, I decide. I think it's John 5.19 or 5.30. You know, you just make the right decision. And if it's something you don't quite like, don't go for it. Wait. Wait, wait for the right thing in the right time, and it will happen. It will happen, because God's good. Okay, so you all kind of understand, hopefully. We're not getting, like, all going to blow shofars and jump up and down and become Israelites, you know, because they actually laugh at us with some of that. I've spoken to some of them, and they, they think it's kind of stupid the way Christians do that. But it is going to get more and more... More and more is going to get aligned. You're going to see with America. You're going to see with Israel. You're going to see. We're not, Europe is, is, is going to become united. Bad things are going to happen this year that we don't agree with. But the church, the government is coming upon the church. You're going to learn. There is a name above every other name. Philippians, there is a name to use. It's not like you've been left without anything. You have power. You're not powerless. You know, you have to get positioned with God. And it doesn't mean for me, it works for me first thing in the morning to start my day off, you know, and God will sometimes start me off with warfare, sometimes with praise. It depends. You have to labor to enter into rest. I'm not judging you and saying where you're at with God. I'm just saying you need to just be available. 
I saw, Francis found Japan and said to me, I can't get with this first thing in the morning thing. I, I get with God at three o'clock in the afternoon. I said, hey, if that works for you, that works for you. It doesn't work for me because most of the day has gone. I want to get up and I want to get with God. And in the morning, he'll speak to me. He does. He talks to me and I have to be left alone. And we've had, we have an understanding. We leave each other alone to get with God, to go with the flow. We're in different seasons of our lives. It doesn't mean that you, everybody has to do what you have to do. It just means get with him, talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. God's saying, find your place. You do. Sometimes when I wake up at three in the morning, I think, no, I'm not. Because my brain is still sleeping. I'm still sleeping. I might get up for a minute, use the bathroom and come back. But seriously, my place is with God when I'm alert, when I'm honoring him, when I can respect him, when I can read it. And being courageous, it takes, you think, well, what's courageous about a new Bible? It just, because I know my other one, I know where things are. I've got all kinds of things written in it. But I've got, I've got to just make the break. You know, take a break from what you did last year. Let this be a new year. God will use people to encourage you and to get forward. But, um, okay. So anyway, I'm going to stop because... God is the one who, this is what was really on my heart. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. What's going out of your lips? What's going out all the time? What's, what's going on in here? God's not going to break it. Okay. So, this is a year for greater works. But what I, what, what I saw in my spirit was, Genesis 1, and I touched on it last month when I was doing it, that God shows up as a God of creativity. God's going to be creative with you this year. Yeah, much more. And, and don't think, well, I tried that before and it didn't work. Look at Luke 5 where he says, cast your nets on the other side. And then the guy says, but I did it. I did it all night. We toiled and we caught nothing. We toiled and caught nothing. Just go out again. Whatever you did that didn't work last year, if, you, if it's still on you to get it resolved, get it resolved. Okay? Just take a few minutes. Just, just kind of let the Lord, because we're in an environment where we expect to hear from God. We're his sheep. My sheep hear my voice. John ten twenty seven, I think it is. So, but get creative. Get creative. If God's told you to go look for a job, say, okay, where is it? You open the door. You do this. You know, bring, I feel like we need to welcome God much more into our lives than we have done before. Because it's a time of abundance, we're not abundant, but God is. He's not lacking in anything. All right? He's not lacking anything. Anyway, I'm going to finish because I think it's time. Yeah, it is. It is. So in any situation that seems difficult, seems impossible, remember what Mary said, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Whatever's impossible in your life, let's go after it this year. Let's, let's let God sort it out. Eh? It's totally impossible, some of this media stuff. They seem to have, like, seems to me sometimes Satan's just got the world in his hand. But he hasn't. Because all it takes is one Christian believer to rise up. It just takes one of you to stand up and say, I'm going to be creative. Come on, who's going to stand up? Say, I'm going to allow fresh creativity. I'm going to allow fresh creativity. Gosha and I were talking the other day, and I didn't want to give away, you know. But she said, of course you give it away, just so naturally, you know. Maybe you didn't want to do it before, but let's allow the Holy Spirit to move in our midst and just... 
Be creative. Start saying things. Look at you. Write yourself a script from the script. He's, he's not going to change his mind. When Jamie was here and he said, whatever you put your hands to, God's with you. I thought, that's not actually quite true. He's with me with everything I do. But actually the truth is God is with us. It was true. He's just 40 years old and I'm not. And he was just like, hey, let's go for it. So just open yourselves up and feel the Holy Spirit just moved then a few minutes ago when we first stood up. We just love you. We just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for this amazing new year of completion. Many things. Many things you think, oh, that can never be completed. What are you going to declare to the future? We just say thank you. Thank you. We declare our families have revelation of eternity. We declare that people who are around us who have been so short-sighted become long-sighted. Don't just look at what's now. Thank you, Father. I had lunch with an old friend just before Christmas, and he said to me, you always thought you were a saint, but you're not. And I just looked at him and I said, oh, well, I know I was very naive. You might have been very naive years ago, but it doesn't mean you are now. If God says you're chosen, you're set apart, then you're set apart. And if God says you're a saint and you're getting it right with him, you are. Don't be afraid of saying it. Achieve and accomplish. This, this, let this be a first fruit. Let it be a first fruit, this service. Okay? So if you want to just lead us in worship. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 